Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's going on, champs? Welcome back to the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Derek Bordeaux. You can find me on Twitter at pigskin underscore DRock. We are back. It has been a long couple weeks, man. Uh, just a, a, a good, unhealthy mix of sickness and technical difficulties. So good to be back. Just a solo pod for me for the waiver show today. Justin and I will be in studio tomorrow for the the new look fantasy football uh, pigskin champs podcast. We're going to be doing a little bit of different format for you guys, going a little bit more matchup based for the start sit uh, episodes. But today, I've got some triage, some waivers, maybe a player that I'm freaking out about. Let's kick it off with the fantasy triage. Yeah, I feel your pain, Peter. Definitely a uh, had a couple season ender, season ending injuries this week. You know, it always sucks to see it uh, when guys go down for an extended period of time. But we're gonna go ahead and talk about some of those guys. First off, we got Jameis Winston torn ACL out for the season. Who starts at quarterback for the Saints? Not really sure. I mean, Taysom Hill coming off that concussion. Second missed game in a row. Maybe he comes back this week. Everywhere I've seen says once you miss your second week from concussion, it's kind of tough to predict when you'll come back. But that offense drastically changes if he's the quarterback. So adjust your expectations, man. All right. Derrick Henry running back for the Tennessee Titans. Broken bone in his foot. Getting surgery sometime today and will likely miss probably eight weeks he's a running back so it's probably you know i know some people are saying six to eight weeks but can't really go off of the short end of that timeline man i mean he's a running back he needs to be able to plant and push off so this is going to be probably nfl playoff time if he if he gets if they get there so um he's probably done for the fantasy season sucks to see it but uh you know we'll talk about his replacements um in the waiver section Uh, Sam Darnold, T.Y. Hilton, both concussion protocol. Monitor those guys pretty closely. Matt Ryan with a hand injury. That was just a nasty injury, man. He got stepped on full foot, full cleat, stepped on his hand. And he was gushing blood into his uh, onto his towel and uh, played through it. But he did throw an interception shortly afterwards. So huge downgrade for the Falcons offense. <laughs> Especially with the the news about Calvin Ridley and and taking some time away for uh, personal reasons, hopefully he can get back on track. And uh, you know he'll be missed in that offense, but uh, gotta take care of yourself, man. Gotta take care of your your mental health. So hoping he gets back quickly. Uh, 
it was just a, a rough day for the Falcons offense in general. So pretty banged up over there in Atlanta. James Robinson with an ankle injury. Monitor it closely. See what the practice reports look like this week. It seems he avoided a serious injury, but again, running backs with foot, ankle, lower body uh, injuries, never a good sign. So keep a close eye on this one. Uh, Dak Prescott was close to playing this week with that calf injury, but he should be good to go this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was really close to playing last week. He went through an extensive workout pregame for Sunday Night Football. Ended up missing the game. They held him out, and it worked out. They got the win, and now he should be good to go this week. Uh, so you should be confident with all your Dak Prescott uh, shares. Kyler Murray, ankle sprain. This one, monitor closely, could be multi-week. From what I understand, he injured a part of your ankle that doesn't normally get hurt. He, uh, The injury you can compare it to is Michael Thomas. And, you know, Michael Thomas needed surgery for it. I mean, so we'll see. So it could be if Kyler doesn't miss any time, it could be a situation where he's a lot less mobile, which kind of nerfs his fantasy value. So not too excited for Kyler Murray, man. That that, that really sucks. So maybe they'll keep him. Maybe they'll hold him out. See if he's going to practice. See if he's going to play. But adjust your expectations if he does play because he's not going to be 100 percent. There's no way. So. Maybe he misses time, but uh, we'll know more a little bit during uh, later on in the week. That was the fantasy triage. If there's any other injury news, we will get to you guys on the next show, and make sure you're all caught up so you under so you know what to do moving into the week nine. All right, let's talk about a let's talk about Antonio Gibson. Oh my man. God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Antonio Gibson. With that shin injury a couple weeks ago, we talked about it on the last time this podcast was live. It sounds like a, a terrible injury to, to injure your shin. It's a strong bone. Your shin is a strong bone. And to injure to injure your shin, and uh, he's just not been effective since then. And the team is refusing to hold him out. It seems like the player, Antonio Gibson, is pushing to play and he wants to play and that's that's totally fine i mean props to the player for wanting to play right because you see a lot of you know i've been around some guys man i used to play high i used to play football back in the day and uh you got guys that were out for you know their thumb was sore you know and they they were like oh i gotta miss a couple weeks so kudos to him for wanting to play but the team needs to step in medical staff needs to step in and, and hold him out he was outtouched by Jarrett Patterson and J.D. McKissick this week. So that's not helping anybody. That's not helping the team that he's out there hurt. He needs to be shut down for a few weeks. Uh, yeah, it's just not good. Not good for the Washington football team. So uh, I'm pretty worried about Antonio Gibson uh, for this season. If they don't shut him down soon and he doesn't have that time to heal, then he might not be effective at all for fantasy managers this season. So if you have anybody that's willing to buy, I'd be willing to move on um, as quick as possible. If you can't, you can't drop him. So he's pretty much got to sit on your bench. Hopefully, they move him to the IR. Give him some. Give him a couple weeks off to to rest and heal up. And maybe you can move him onto your IR on your and your uh, on your bench. So 
Antonio Gibson is definitely somebody I'm worried about moving forward. So keep an eye on that situation. All right, let's get into the meat of the show, the waiver wire. Got a lot to talk about today. Week nine. Going to be interesting, man. All right, let's talk quarterbacks first. First guy I'm going to talk about is Tua Tungvalu versus Houston. Tua is uh, fresh off of uh, a 15-point outing against the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo Bills are the number one team against opposing quarterbacks, so I'm going to give them a pass on this one. But the week before, the QB won overall against Atlanta, 28.5 fantasy points, 22.3 fantasy points against Jacksonville the week before. He's a solid streaming option, man, and he's got a plus matchup again this week. Houston's 28th against fantasy quarterbacks, giving up 20.9 fantasy points per game. He has upside for 30 points. We've seen it. He threw four touchdowns against Atlanta. Uh, he did all, He did get a rushing touchdown against Buffalo last week, so he does have that upside as well. So if you're in the streaming category, Tua Tungvaluwa is another quarterback uh, that we could absolutely throw in there. Uh, he is only rostered in 44% of sleeper leagues, so... Go ahead and grab him and throw him, on, throw him into your starting lineup this week in a plus matchup. And we'll talk more about this matchup as we go. I actually really like this this week for streaming options. So, And then the next quarterback I've got, Big Ben versus Chicago. Uh, Chicago's 25th against opposing quarterbacks, 20.2 fantasy points per game. They've given up three top 10 quarterback finishes in the last three weeks, which is really solid. Big Ben, I mean, the offense only scored 15 points last week, but... He, they've got weapons. They've got. They're getting better. Their offensive line's playing better, and Chicago's defense is not that great. So, um, it's Pittsburgh at home. Big Ben, um, pretty comfortable throwing him in there. Uh, I'd rather play Big Ben um, than you know. Give me Big Ben over Ryan Tannehill uh, against the Rams. I'll take him over Kirk Cousins against Baltimore. I'll take him over Daniel Jones against the Raiders. So I'm and and Teddy Bridgewater against Dallas too. I mean, I'd I'd much rather play Big Ben versus all those guys. So I think Big Ben's a top ten quarterback this week. Pick him up, throw him in your lineup. <coughs> all right, I got a wide receiver for you, Nico Collins against Miami. Following that same trend of the Houston Miami matchup, Miami is thirty second against proposing wide receivers, giving up thirty nine point seven points per game to the position. I'm banking on the Texans having Tyrod Taylor back which should be good for Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks. I think that uh, this matchup against Miami is a pretty pretty, tough, pretty easy one. So go ahead and give me that. Uh, go ahead and give me uh, Nico Collins in a low-end, as a low-end flex option, but definitely somebody you could probably throw in there and get you 10 points. So Nico Collins for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm really not willing to spend a whole lot of fab on him, maybe a couple bucks, but... Go ahead and throw them in your lineup. See what, see what happens. Let's talk about running backs. The biggest news, obviously, is Derrick Henry being hurt for the season. Who are you going to replace him with? I think this really depends on the makeup of your team, what you're looking for this week. Jeremy McNichols, Adrian Peterson are the two running backs to put claims in for. I think McNichols is a short-term option. And Adrian Peterson is a long-term option. I'm not 100% sure if Adrian Peterson is ready to take on a workload right now. Um, I think he may need a week or two to get acclimated, to get up to speed. 
So I think McNichols this week is the better play. But moving forward after this week, Adrian Peterson should be ready to go. Um, but you know, if I were to put, if I were putting money down to, on a, on a running back, I'm going with Adrian Peterson. They're bringing bringing him in to be the bell cow. It doesn't seem like they want to change their offense to a vertical passing offense. They thrive on play action, so they need to be able to run the football. Remember, Adrian Peterson did the exact same thing for the Cardinals a few years back. Came in off the street day one and ran for over 100 yards and two touchdowns against the Bucks. It was like a Thursday game. So maybe he doesn't need a week to get acclimated, but you never know. He's a, little, he's a lot older now than he was back then. So Adrian Peterson is a guy that I'm targeting, not McNichols. But I do think McNichols could be valuable this week. Um, if you're trying to buy a win right now, uh, Adrian Peterson is a guy that I'd probably spend at least 15% of my fab on him. 15% seems, seems reasonable. You might not get him for that price. Uh, it may be 20 to 25% that you need to drop. So just take a look at your league, see how much money people has still have. I know in one of my, in my main league, there's a couple teams with a large budget left. So they probably I'm, I'm going to get outbid for sure. I mean, I think I have like $19 left, so I won't be able to get Adrian Peterson. But, yeah, probably won't be able to get him. But you need to uh, take a look at who, you know, the, the people in your league. How much money do they have? Can you outbid somebody? You know, take a look at people's rosters. See what the situation they're in. Maybe you are the neediest team at running back. So maybe you need do need to spend a lot of your uh, fab budget. So uh, Carlos Hyde is the second guy. Or the third guy, technically, that I want to talk about. Carlos Hyde uh, will probably get the start this week. If James, you know, if James Robinson misses time, obviously Carlos Hyde will be the guy. I'm not, I'm not completely sold that James Robinson will miss time yet. So monitor those practice reports. But Carlos Hyde's a guy that needs to be picked up right now. Probably ten to fifteen percent on my budget. On Carlos Hyde, because he's really probably only a one, maybe two-week fill-in. You know, this is not like an Alex Collins situation. It's not like a uh, Daryl Williams or a Devontae Booker type situation. We don't know for sure there's going to be a multi-week absence. So don't blow, you know, a huge part of your, of your fab budget on Carlos Hyde. But if you need to start this week, I think you can absolutely pull the trigger on him. Uh, Jordan Howard. Man, Jordan Howard activated off the practice squad this week to come in and to come, he played 25% of the team's snaps, had 12 carries and two touchdowns. Just came out of absolutely nowhere. 17.7 fantasy points against Detroit. He plays the Chargers this week with Miles Sanders on IR. He's definitely a guy I'm looking to to bring in. It was him and Boston Scott. Uh, I guess I should include Boston Scott in this conversation as well. If Boston Scott's available, throw some throw some fab money on him as well. Boston Scott seemed like the early down back. Jordan Howard seemed like the red zone guy. And if he's going to score touchdowns, man, I'm willing to I'm willing to invest in that opportunity to get those points. So uh, Jordan Howard and Boston Scott looking to pick those guys up for sure. Um, again, ten percent. 10 to 15%. I'm not willing to break the bank. 
I don't think any of these options are surefire rest of season, uh, you know, like RB1, RB2s for you. I think they're mostly just spot starts. So don't go crazy with your fab money. Uh, try to save it as much as you can. But if you need to buy a week, you know, I'm not, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is the last one running back I want to talk. Well, I got two. I guess we should mention Derek Gore, the Kansas City Chiefs running back. Came in and played pretty good. Derek Gore came in last night, 20% of snaps, 11 carries, 48 yards, and a touchdown, 4.36 yards per carry. He looked really good, uh, but it's limited work, man. Like, if he doesn't score a touchdown there, we're looking at four fantasy points. So, not involved in the passing game. That was all Daryl Williams. So, this is more of a couple dollars, throw him on the end of your bench. Clyde should be coming back soon. I mean, you could get excited because he scored the touchdown and he had he had 10 fantasy points, but I mean, in this offense, like the, the Chiefs don't want to run the ball. They really don't. Like teams are playing teams are daring the Chiefs to run the ball, and the Chiefs are just refusing to run the ball. And that's why they're throwing interceptions, and that's why they're uh struggling on offense, because they can't hit the deep ball. Like nobody's allowing them to hit the deep ball anymore. So I don't know. The Chiefs offense looks broken. So I'm really not trying to invest in this offense right now. I'm not trying to to spend some money on Derek Gore. Somebody in your league is going to see 10 fantasy points and a touchdown and be like, oh, man, he's taking over. So they're going to pick him up. I'm not so sure that this guy is going to be uh, an option for fantasy managers moving forward. So be careful about this one, okay? Uh, and I, honestly, he's probably not even a guy you can spot start. I mean, if something happens to Darrell Williams and and Clyde's not back, then yeah, sure, he looked good. But unless that happens, I mean, Darrell Williams is getting the more valuable work, and Clyde, when he comes back, will slot right back into that uh, timeshare with Darrell Williams. So not looking to pick the, the uh, Derek Gore up as of right now, but maybe somebody to keep an eye on. The last running back I want to talk about, Jeff Wilson Jr., the 49ers did open up his 21-day window to practice so he can come back from the IR or come off the pup list. Elijah Mitchell will reportedly be limited this week. Going to keep an eye on those practice reports. If Jeff Wilson comes in ready to go and Elijah Mitchell is set to miss time at all, like any amount of time, I'm willing to start Jeff Wilson this week. And as a as a as a flex option as an RB three, willing to throw him in there. Uh, he has upside for be to be an RB two, and he has the trust of the coaching staff. I mean, there were a lot of people who won fantasy championships last year off the uh, riding the back of Jeff Wilson. So if he's ready to go, I'm all aboard, man. If you've been holding on to him, uh, you know it's it the opportunity to play him is coming up really quick. So if he's available, please 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 add him. And I'm even willing to, since he's not off the pup yet, keep him in your IR spot. If your league settings allow you to keep players on the pup in your IR slot, stash him. Keep him stashed as long as possible, okay? Uh, the system will usually just lock your roster so you can't make adjustments if he comes off the pup. But I'm trying to keep him there as long as possible. And if he's activated, perfect. I'll throw him in my lineup. No questions asked as long as as long as Elijah Mitchell is out. But if Elijah Elijah Mitchell is going to be limited this week, maybe he misses time. 
we'll see. Keep an eye on those practice reports. Jeff Wilson, uh, I'm excited for him. Hopefully, he can come in and start to uh, chip away at some of the some of that lead lead running back role. All right, tight ends: Tyler Conklin versus Baltimore. Baltimore's 30th against opposing tight ends, giving up 16 fantasy points per game. They're honestly probably number one, but they're coming off a bye. Uh, so, but they're averaging the most points given up to the tight end position so far this season. So Tyler Conklin's definitely a guy. I mean, he scored 10 fantasy points this week. He's absolutely somebody I'm willing to start this week. Probably, I would probably even be willing to flex him too. If, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great matchup. It's a great matchup. If you are hurting, uh, like I am, I think I have a, a couple bye weeks in my main league that I'm dealing with. I'm probably going to have to flex him. Uh, I do have Darren Waller coming back off a bye, so I may have to flex Tyler Conklin this week. And, you know, I'm not upset about it, man. It's a, it's a really good matchup. So if he's available in your league, go pick him up and be confident starting him as a tight end, probably as a tight end one, maybe a back end tight end one, but definitely a guy that could be uh, usable. All right, defenses I'm looking at, the Colts against the Jets. That's the one you have to spend up on. And then the budget def I guess you can call them a budget defense, but uh, Miami or Houston, either one. Um, that game, I'm really targeting this game for sure. Uh, both offenses give up top ten defensive performances on a weekly basis. So you really have no. I really have no issue starting either one of them. You're not going to feel good about starting Houston, but you could definitely do it. I mean, Tua makes mistakes all the time. So I'd much rather start Miami, but if you absolutely have to, you could get away with starting Houston this week. All right, kickers, um, Sanders from Miami against Houston. Uh, Houston is giving up uh, top five um, points per game to the kicker position. So, just give me all the players in this game, man. It's an ugly game, but fantasy is all about matchups, and I believe that these the defenses and the kickers in, the, in this matchup are, are pretty solid. So go ahead and uh, pick those guys up. Now, I'm not willing to spend like anything on those. The only defense I'm willing to spend on is, is the Colts against the Jets, but even then, like Mike White played great this week against the Bengals. So, you know, we'll see. It's it's definitely – the Jets definitely give up, give up the most – points to opposing defenses on the season. So maybe Mike White is that good, but maybe he's not. So uh yeah, that's gonna do it on week nine waivers. Thank you all for listening. That's gonna do it for me today. Uh Justin and I will be back in studio tomorrow or Thursday with the uh with the new matchup show. Uh we're gonna run through every game, talk about uh who should start, who should sit, and uh yeah, man, it's great to be back. Uh, starting to feel a little bit better. And we're going to keep pumping out some content for you guys. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social media accounts. Like the show, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can find podcasts. Have a great day, y'all. See you.